there and welcome to the Little Yarrow podcast. My name is Kate. I'm a naturopath and postpartum doula here to share with you ancient wisdom for modern mothers. Hi there and welcome to this episode of the Little Yarrow podcast. On this episode, I really wanted to dive deep into some of the postpartum surprises and taboo topics that women are often really surprised and shocked to experience. Um, You know, often there's really not a lot of conversation around what to expect in those early days, weeks, months postpartum. And so I really wanted to talk about it, not to scare anyone, but just I think it's really important to be aware of what to expect and have a bit of a realistic um, understanding of what actually can go on in that time. Otherwise, if you don't know, then, you know, it can be quite a shock and it can be quite stressful. But if you know that there are certain things that you'll either definitely experience or maybe experience, it'll definitely help you to adjust and transition better. And it'll also help you to really understand and recognize why it's so important to rest and get support in this time. So I've got a bit of a list of things that, um, I wanted to talk to you about today things that are quite common. Um, So first of all, afterbirth pains. So often mums say that they were not aware that it was afterbirth pains was even a thing or mums that have already had a baby before, they didn't realise that, yes, those afterbirth pains can actually get more stronger and intense um, with each baby. So the afterbirth pains are because the uterus is contracting back down after birth and um, it, can, it can be painful and it can be, you know, it feels like period pain. So that's the first thing that can be quite a surprise. And what you can do about that is um, applying heat packs, so warmth, making sure you're only having warm food, so warm soups, um, stews, warm herbal teas, particularly anti-spasmodic types of teas like cramp bark, ginger, chamomile. Um, these can be really, really helpful because we want to promote, we want the warmth helps with promoting blood circulation. We don't want to be having cold foods and drinks, um, because that will actually make the pain worse. Um, so yeah, so herb, herbal teas, diet and heat packs can be very helpful. The other thing that is quite, I know for me personally, I was really surprised at this was sore muscles. I remember after my first baby, I felt like my whole body just felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I felt so like bruised and sore and tender and I had no idea that that was even a thing. And so that really surprised me. Um, But if you think about it, you know, if you're you're in labour, especially if you're in labor for quite some time and your whole body, it's like a whole body workout and it's natural that you will feel quite sore and tender. And so that's where massage really is great and that can be really helpful um, whether you have someone come to your house or if you get a friend or a partner to do it. And to make it even better is adding um, massage, like using an oil that has herbs like arnica and hypericum in it to really help with easing that bruising, um, easing the inflammation, that can be really helpful as well. So um, yeah, so massage definitely for the sore muscles and resting, of course. 
Having um, magnesium baths can also be helpful. So adding magnesium flakes. I really like the brand Ancient Minerals. Um, You can buy big bags of the salts, the salt flakes, um, or even using topical magnesium spray as well. They do a good um, topical oil. Um, And taking magnesium as well. So taking magnesium supplement. Um, I prefer the bicalicinate or citrate in the powder form. You can take it in tablet form as well. Um, And all these things can be really helpful for that really sore, bruised kind of feeling. Even taking Arnica homeopathic can be really great for um, that bruised, um, bruised kind of inflamed feeling as well. Um, Constipation is another one as well. A lot of women don't realize that you can be really constipated after birth. And there's a few reasons for this. So in birth, um, your digestion basically shuts down because it's just not really a priority when you're in labor. So it shuts down, everything can be quite slow and it can take a while to kind of kick kick back in. Um, particularly if you've had pain medications as well, they can cause constipation, especially if you've had a cesarean and you're on some pretty strong painkillers, constipation can be quite uh, nasty. So preempting that, um, something I always recommend, recommend is taking slippery elm straight after birth just to help get things moving. And it really makes a huge difference. Uh, and also making sure that you're having lots of um, fiber rich foods, like so things like stewed fruits, um, you know, prunes, apricots, apples, anything that you can kind of cook up into a nice, um, like a, yeah, like a stewed compote, compote with um, warming spices. That can be really nice to have after birth just to help get things moving and take the slippery elm as well. Um, so yeah, that's often one that mums are quite surprised about and staying hydrated as well. So having plenty of water to help get things moving. And once again, the magnesium can also help with that as well. Uh, bleeding. So bleeding is often another surprise. Um, I know with my first son that I think I knew that there would be bleeding afterwards, but I didn't realize how long it was for. Like I didn't realize it went on for weeks. Um, so it's kind of like having a period for weeks, you know, and it's usually finished by 40 days, which is why, um, which is why the first 40 days is, is considered a particular time frame because by that time, the bleeding stopped, the uterus is contracted back down, milk milk has been established. Like there is actually a reason why a lot of cultures focus on that first 40 days. And yeah, one of them is because the bleeding will have stopped and it's not going to be heavy the whole time. Like the first week, it usually can be quite heavy and then it'll start to kind of taper down and some people won't have it as long as others. Um, but yeah, just expecting that. And that's another reason why you need to rest because the more you push yourself and the more active you are, that'll increase the ble- the bleeding and it can put you at more um, increased risk of a postpartum hemorrhage. So yes, you can have a hemorrhage like after the birth, as in the days after the birth. If you are really pushing yourself and heavy lifting, exerting yourself, it can actually cause a lot of excess bleeding. So resting, um, and also making sure, you know, having some herbs on hand can be quite helpful as well, like shepherd's purse, yarrow. Um, these are anti-hemorrhagic herbs, so they're astringent and they can be really nice. If you feel like, like we do want to have bleeding because that 
helps with cleansing the uterus and clearing it out of all the um you know the byproducts that we don't we don't need anymore but when it gets excessive obviously we need to manage it so if you feel like it's getting a bit out of control that's where these herbs can be quite um helpful with that um ladies mantle is another one so yeah taking them in tincture form tea form you can even put them in the bath as like a herbal sits bath as well um sweating can be one um as well postpartum not all women experience it but some women some women can and it's it's just a hormonal shift that's going on and so often mums can find that they wake up in the night and they're really hot um and they're sweating so that can be a thing um from a chinese medicine point of view that would be more of like a yin deficiency so there is kind of a bit more of an underlying deficiency going on there for some women as well it's not always just hormonal and as I mentioned some women don't get it at all so I think if you're getting that it would be good to look a bit deeper into why perhaps that's happening and see if you can what you can do to support support yourself um you know yin is tied in with blood as well so often if there's that blood deficiency if you've if you've gone into labor already deficient or you know you lost a lot of blood during the birth and therefore you're blood deficient therefore you're yin deficient and then you know yin is that cooling nourishing nature that's particularly dominant at night time so that's why often in chinese medicine if you get a lot of these heat symptoms at night that would indicate a yin deficiency so it's worth checking in with a chinese medicine practitioner about that um leaking so a lot of mums are surprised that with breastfeeding comes a lot of leaking um you know that's just often a part of it especially if you have an oversupply so making sure you've got breast pads or particular um bras I really like the um milk label um maternity bras they're made of merino and you don't actually need to wear breast pads at all because they're so absorbent um so yeah just being aware aware of that as well engorgement is another one that a lot of women say that they were really surprised how sore it feels like when your milk comes in and it's just like you have these hard rocks that are just so swollen and inflamed and painful um so what you can do about that is so many things so you've got the old the old um folk remedy I guess of cabbage leaves stuffed down the bra which actually do help I know it sounds like silly but they actually do help um so that can be good um also taking like just drinking plenty of water making sure you're feeding regularly so you're not allowing any like things to get blocked up um because that's where then you're going to end up getting mastitis if there's any kind of blockage but you can even do like a warm pack on your breast before you feed and then a cold pack afterwards just to help with getting the milk flowing and then calming down that that pain and swelling afterwards um if you do end up getting mastitis there's a lot um you can do about that like taking echinacea that's a great lymphatic herb um it's also anti anti um microbial antibacterial as well um taking lecithin granules as well which have been shown to break up the milk so it's not so sticky and and doesn't clump together and cause those blockages um doing a potato poultice as well so where you grate 
a potato and then you kind of squeeze the liquid out and wrap it in some muslin and use it as a compress on your breast. I have a lot of rem these kind of remedies in my ebook, Botanical Medicine for New Mothers, which you can have a look on my website. I talk about all these kind of remedies that you can easily make at home. Um, yep tea, so yarrow, elder and peppermint is really great for fever because um, often with with um, mastitis you, you get like a fever. They, they even call it milk fever sometimes. Um, taking vitamin C, taking zinc, probiotics. Um, so there's specific probiotics as well around helping with um, mastitis. You can look at the brand Kiara. They have some good ones. Kiara with a Q. Um, baby blues is another surprise. Often mums, you know, we expect it's going to be just this amazing love bubble and you know, nothing's going to break us from that, but it is the hormonal shift that kicks in usually around day three and all of a sudden you can feel really emotional and teary and, <clears throat> you know, it can be a bit of a shock and you think, what's wrong with me? I should be happy, but it, it is actually normal and it does usually pass. If it doesn't, it can be a sign of things like postnatal depression, but, you know, it is common to get that baby blues and one of my favorite remedies for that actually is the herb lemon balm. Lemon balm is really beautiful, nourishing nervous system herb that can be really supportive when you are feeling quite emotional. I also also like to use flower essences during this time as well because it is a huge transition and it can feel really overwhelming. And um, I think there's, you know, there's a lot that we can do to help with supporting ourselves during this time, during this transition. Um, anxiety is another surprise. A lot of mums experience anxiety, hypervigilance, feeling overwhelmed, feeling panicky. Um, and this is quite common as well. So once again, supporting the nervous system with herbs, you know, things like I mentioned lemon balm, passion flower, motherwort, um, reishi mushroom is another good one. Magnesium is really important as well for anxiety and mood. Um, all these things can be really helpful. And last of all, um, another surprise often mums experience is hemorrhoids, um, which they may have had during the pregnancy or they may have just developed from the pushing stage of labour. And basically they're just swollen um, swollen ve veins. So, you know, if you think all that pressure on the uterus, uh, sorry, the pressure of the uterus, on the pelvic cavity during pregnancy and then pushing, you know, you've got more pressure and often they can just, yeah, swell up and become quite sore and inflamed. Um, that's definitely a taboo topic that people don't usually want to talk about, but a lot of women do experience it and you can do so many things to help with that. So taking like drinking nettle tea helps with strengthening the veins. Um, vitamin C also helps with strengthening the capillaries in the veins as well. Um, you can apply witch hazel, so alcohol free, just use like a compress or a cotton pad and soak it in some witch hazel and apply it to the area. Um, black tea bags, so like make a brew of black tea, squeeze out the black tea and then use it as a compress because it is astringent, so it will help draw those tissues up. Um, you can use balms like calendula and horse chestnut, which are soothing, anti-inflammatory, healing, astringent. Um, slippery elm as well will help with the fight, like help with, um, you know, bowel movements, because if you're straining because you're constipated, they're going to get way worse. So slippery elm, fiber foods, so whole grains, um, fruits as well. So like stewed fruits, 
Um, they can be really helpful, plenty of water, and they will heal. You just need to support that healing process. So they're the main kind of physical, mental surprises that can go on postpartum. And then you've got a whole host of other things that, um, you know, a lot of mums are surprised around things like mum guilt and mum shame and all these kind of things that they're surprised, you know, things like feeling a bit like uh, like identity crisis kind of things if it's their first baby. Um, so, and these are all normal and they're really common and it's, it's a huge transition, whether it's your first, your second, your third, it's, it's never going to be a walk in the park, but I think it's good to know, you know, it's good to be prepared. It's good to have realistic expectations and it's good to plan ahead so that you're well supported during this time. So I hope that this episode was really helpful please leave a review below and share with your friends so I can help more people. And yeah, if you want to check out more of the remedies around these different surprises and taboo topics, check out my ebook on my site, littleyarrow.com.